0: Hello, my loves. Welcome to another episode of the With Love from Live show. My name is Liv and I love that you're here. Thank you for joining me today. Um, I do have my adorable new little puppy joining me. So if you see his little head pop up, then his name is Gizmo and I'm obsessed with it. And today I want to just talk to you about something that I think initially is going to make you a little bit uncomfortable when I say it, Um, but honestly, if you will hear me out and you'll really, really consider what I'm saying, then I think it'll change your life. So let's dive in. I have taken a little bit of a break from doing this podcast because I've been in a state of learning and unlearning a lot of stuff. And I think that as a coach and as a human being, um, a lot of what we learn and what challenges us and what helps us to grow is unlearning. And, um, so one thing that I've really, really been unlearning is how to approach moving forward, how to approach helping people, um, basically how i run my whole business as a coach working with singles and um i used to want to focus on the past um not too much but i used to think that there was a lot of space that needed to be explored that needed to be understood and you know gain awareness of a lot of stuff from your past right um and Then I kind of got to a space where I was like, well, you know, do you, you know, maybe it's something that you can have awareness around, but it, you know, could be explored with like a therapist. And so I'm really not going to get into it. Um, And now I'm kind of in a space where I don't think you need to get into your past at all. Um, And I actually was having a conversation about this last night with my husband and with one of my clients who I've I've worked with for um a while and we just were talking about the science of epigenetics um, and if you don't know what that is it is the the biology of how your genes are controlled um because for a long time and not forever okay just for like maybe 30 40 years um we have been told that our genes control us right our genetics determine our outcomes um and so you know that brings up a lot that i don't really want to get into but um but that brings up a lot for people about, well, you know, I can't help that I do X because it's my genetics. Um, and there were definitely ways that I fed into this and I believed that. And then once I came across epigenetics, which is a relatively new science, um, at least in, in terms of science, (laughs) um, but it is also the most proven science um and it is the fact that your beliefs impact your biology right so a lot of times like i've heard people say you know i'm i'm genetically inclined to be overweight and so i have to overcome my genetics and what we learn from epigenetics and and just to kind of break that down um epi, epi, um, means above or before, right? So like your skin is considered your epidermis. And, um, when it comes to genetics, there is a layer above your genes, a layer kind of beyond your DNA. And that is actually determined by your belief system. Okay. I started getting into this a lot last year, um, which is kind of why I made a shift into predominantly teaching self-imaging as a coach. Um, and the more that I've dive in, dove into it, um, the more that I have explored it. And honestly, the more that I have tied it into gospel doctrine, specifically the atonement, um, the more that I have thought we don't need to get into our past anymore. Like if you want to change your patterns, if you want to change your outcomes, then that is a matter of pausing in the moment and choosing a new future and and actually not even concerning yourself with the past at all. Um, And so as I was kind of having this discussion with my husband, my client last night, um, then, you know, my client kind of initially was like, Well, I think that there is some layer of awareness that you need, right? And so we were just kind of talking about it. And he actually then brought up, like, as we were kind of going back and forth, he was like, Well, but if you think about it, in the context of the atonement, you don't need to go back, right? Like, the atonement is healing in the moment, and you don't need to go back to be healed by the power of the atonement through the power of the atonement um you just have to ask for forgiveness or for healing or for help or for support you know however you want to apply the atonement in the moment um you just need to be able to say i'm hurting and i don't want to hurt anymore so please remove this cup from me please you know share this burden with me or, you know, however, however it feels good for you to phrase that. Right. But the point is that God has said that when you come to him, he forgets, right? Whatever you're coming to him for, he forgets. Once you use the atonement, um, then he has forgotten the sin. He has forgotten whatever it is that you have done. Um, so why do you need to keep remembering it? Right? Why do you need to keep going to your past? Why do you need to keep digging up and reliving traumas that you have gone through or whatever it is, right? And so as I have been playing with that both with my clients and with myself personally I have been on um a health journey and I have shared about this, you know, on my Instagram. So if you follow me, you know, um, I was on birth control for years and it really, really messed me up. I am a huge advocate against any type of, you know, like synthetic birth control at this point. Um, and so I have been on kind of this healing journey because I am married and I would like to have a family and, um, I know a lot of people want to be like secretive about when they want to start their family. I'm not. I don't get that. Um, I want a family. I want to have a baby. And I don't know exactly when it will happen. Um, but that is very much something that my husband and I are are working towards and working on and, um, and welcoming into our life. And um, we have been trying and it hasn't happened yet. Um and so I started kind of looking into, okay, is it because of birth control? Um, did being on birth control for 10 years make me infertile, right? And um what I started to realize is I tried, I worked with an herbalist, I worked with um, you know, people who specialize in hormones, I worked with like I've done a lot. Um it has been a really frustrating journey to like try and try and try all these different things and feel like, okay, well, there's still something that I'm not seeing. There's still something underneath. There's still something in my past or at the root that I'm like not addressing. Um, And if you have worked with me, if you've been following me for a while, um, I have talked about this in the context of dating, right? There's something in your past that you're not seeing that you need to see in order to move on. Um, And I am here to say that I was, I think I was wrong. I think I was wrong to say that. I think that um, it is unnecessary to need to go back and dig it all up. Um, And as I have been playing with that, um, then I have been experimenting and researching and developing Okay, if we don't need to dig into our past in order to correct our patterns, in order to create new outcomes, in order to impact our future, then what do we need to do? Right? Like we have just been so ingrained to think if I want to change what I'm getting, I need to fix my past. I need to heal my past. Um, and I am all about healing. I'm all about awareness. I'm all about feeling good and and all of that. But I think the way that we've been doing it is making it too complicated. Um, and I, I just don't think that so much diving into the past is necessary. And in some cases it's actually more harmful to go back and relive those things in the name of healing. It just is. And so as I have explored, okay. Um, what if I trusted my body? And I told a new story. What if I started to like stop thinking of myself as someone who is infertile? What if I stopped giving myself a label? What if I stopped saying, okay, I, you know, have really bad periods. That's why I got on birth control in the first place when I was a teenager. Um, I used to go to the, the urgent care because my cramps were so bad. Um, sorry for the guys who are listening. I don't want to hear that. And... I don't really care if you don't want to hear it because you're going to have a wife probably. So, um, that's a very real thing. And it's a real thing that a lot of women really struggle with. And we're told that's just your genetics, right? I was told that, well, some women just have really bad periods. And so that's just the cards that you've got. That's just in your genes. Um, you just have to deal with it. The best we can do is some medication. So here's some birth control and, I am just calling BS on that. I don't think that it has to be something that I'm tied to or that I have to keep suffering with because of some genetic whatever. I I don't even know. Cramp gene? No, that's not real. Um, So what if there was a different way? And both epigenetics and the atonement say that there is. They both say that belief will change your physiology, okay? We know that Christ did this turning water into wine. We know that Christ did this healing Lazarus from the dead. He changed his body from dead to alive, okay? And he healed the blind man, okay? He, from blind to seeing, that happened. He changed his literal genetics is literal physiology to be different right and we are told through the story of the blind man through the woman who touched christ's cloak through all of these miracles that it it wasn't only the power of christ right it was the belief of the afflicted to take on something else and That ability to, to take on a new belief is proven through religion. It is proven through science to be effective at changing you physically. Okay. It's huge. And I can't understand um, why this isn't talked about more, probably because there's no money in it. If you teach everyone that they can heal themselves through how they believe, and that is a conversation probably for a different day. I'm not here to get all political, but um, the point is that you have the power to change everything in your life, be it your relationship status, be it your financial status, be it your job, be it literally something that is going on physically inside of you. Okay, I have done this with like sorry if this is TMI, but I have done this with cysts in my body. Like I I have had them for years. Um they're gone now. Okay. And I used to go get surgery to have them removed. Um, I've had multiple cysts removed surgically that grew back. And I changed my belief about them. I changed my belief about the state of my health. I changed my belief about um how I saw myself, my self-image, and they disappeared and have. No explanation for it, except that I changed my belief. And changing my belief changed my physiology. Okay. So going back to the beginning of this episode, I said I was going to say something that was uncomfortable. This whole thing probably is. Um, It's all different than what we're being told. But it is also proven. Okay. Epigenetics is the most proven science that exists. It relies on quantum physics, um, and quantum physics also is the most proven science that we have. It has the most evidence to support it. Um, And yes, science changes, um, and, and it's all technically theory, right? But Um, so much evidence exists to prove that what you believe and how you see yourself has the power to change your physiology, that that's all I'm doing moving forward as a coach for myself, for my pregnancy. I'm not pregnant yet, by the way. Um, but, but in the effort to become so in, um, other health things, I am no longer looking for something to heal. I'm no longer looking for something from my past. I am no longer saying, you know, I, I am just genetically inclined to have bad cramps or whatever. I'm changing the story. And so far I have seen physical changes that cannot be traced to anything except a shift in my belief. Okay. So That being said, uh, the actual like tidbit that I wanted to get into and give to you, especially um, for my singles, because this, I am still talking about dating here, I promise, I'm getting to it. Um, but I heard this the other day and i honestly i don't know if it was just like in my head or maybe it came from a podcast i listened to or something um but the the thing that i heard was you are successful at everything you're doing okay um and that is not like anything to your ego that is not um a metaphor that is you are literally successful at everything you're doing. And, and this calls back to your belief system, right? So how I want you to frame this, if you are single and you're coming to this podcast for dating advice, because <laughs> I am getting to it, um, is if you are single, I want you to start telling yourself, I am successful at being single. I am successful at not being in a relationship. I am successful at not getting married. And if you can start looking at the areas of your life where you have previously been telling the story that you're a failure, um, because I know a lot of singles will say, well, I'm a loser because I'm 33 and I'm not married, or you know, there's something wrong with me, or I'm a spinster, or I'm a to society, or blah, 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 all of these things that we have been told, and now we believe that it means something about us that something must be wrong or we must be failing because, you know, we haven't done something when someone else decided we should, right? Um, I could very well be, you know, this is uh, my second year going on my third year of marriage, right? Um, I could say that I have failed to get pregnant for a year, right? But I haven't failed. I have successfully Not gotten pregnant. Okay. And when I say this, I know there's going to be some initial resistance, or it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable because it's easier to identify in our victimhood. It's easier to say, I'm failing to get pregnant. I'm failing to get married. I'm failing to create a successful, healthy relationship than it is to say, I am successful at doing the thing that I don't want to do. But if you can reframe all of the things that you are telling yourself, you believed that you are failing at, you actually step into a different power, um, very much physically, okay? Also spiritually, also going back, this is backed up by science, right? If you say, I am successful at staying single, it might sting a little bit. But if you can kind of accept that as the reality, because that's what's going on. The more that you focus on, I am single, the more you will be single. That is just a, a fact. If you say, I am single, I am single, I am a loser, I am a failure. Your subconscious has no choice that is the mechanics of how your brain works, but to substantiate and to find evidence to validate what you're saying, what you're believing. OK? Um, and so if you can start to tell a new story and you can start to say, I am massively successful at never getting a second date, then once you get over that, like, oh great, I'm, <laughs> I'm successful at getting what I don't want, um, then if you let it, that can actually really, really empower you to start getting what you do want. If you can say, I'm really successful at never getting a second date then that shows you, okay, well, I have been telling a story that I never get a second date. Is that the story I want to tell or do I want to change that? Do I want to start telling a new story? Do I want to start believing, you know what, maybe I'm really successful at getting second and third dates. Maybe I'm really successful at relationships. Maybe I'm actually really, really a great girlfriend or boyfriend, right? And once you can start telling a new story, then your physiology, the way that your brain works. Okay. This is the mechanics of your brain. This is psychocybernetics. cybernetics. Um, this is the, the chemistry of how your brain operates. Once you start telling a new story, it has to validate it. Okay. And that's frustrating for people because there's the light. And, uh, if you've ever been, Boating. And if you live in Utah Valley, I would be shocked if you've never been boating. (laughs) Um, Think about when you're out on the water and you're, you know, you're wakeboarding, right? And so you're back there, you're on the wave, you're standing up, super proud of yourself. And then the driver of the boat hangs the left. But in the moment that they turn left, you're still moving forward before you make the shift right? Before the momentum of gravity carries you to the left. There is a small delay, okay? That's going to happen. When you decide to believe something new, then there will be a delay. And the problem is that a lot of people are so uncomfortable in the delay and are so challenged in their faith in the delay that they let go of the rope, right? And they're saying, oh, the boat's turned left. I'm still moving forward. This freaking me out. I I can't do it. They let go of the rope. What happens? You drop into the water and I mean, you'll float, right? But um, unless you lose the board, then you're kind of on your own. (laughs) Anyways, um, but you've got a life jacket on and so you're just going to kind of float there and you're going to be floating there in your own story until you learn to get back up grab onto the rope and keep practicing. keep practicing keep practicing keep practicing keep practicing telling the new story until you land that shift right because eventually it will change it has to everything in in you know any way you want to look at it scientifically spiritually religiously whatever everything validates that it will shift If you keep believing, but you have to keep believing and that's really hard, but it's definitely not impossible. I have changed so many things in, in my body. I've changed so many things in my life. I've changed my finances. I have changed. I, I am a, I have a dog. Okay. If you met me five years ago, I would have told you, I hate dogs. I would have told you I'm not a dog person. I probably actually would have lied and said I was afraid of dogs so that you wouldn't judge me for not liking them at all. Um, but that's, that's who I believed myself to be. I did not see myself as someone ever having a dog. Um, when Christian and I started dating, and um, he said something about getting one, and I was like, "You are dating the wrong girl if you want a dog. Like forget it. And then, after a while, I was like, "Well, maybe we'll get have one outside. And um, you know, he's like, Yeah, yeah, we'll get a yard. And I'm like, Yeah, but like under absolutely zero circumstances ever, will I let a dog in my house like that is disgusting, and I just won't do it. <laughs> and here I am. I have my little puppy sitting in my lap he literally sleeps in my bed. I I take him everywhere because I like, can't not be around him because I love him so much. Like talking about this, I'm tearing up because I love him. (laughs) Maybe I am pregnant. I don't know, but I'm kidding. I'm not. Um, but the thing is that I changed so much about who I am, not because I went back to my past, uh, like, I was not a dog person because I grew up on a farm and all of my dogs like died tragically, like horrifically, right? Like coyotes would eat them or owls or, you know, whatever. And as a kid, that's like pretty horrible, right? And I didn't need to go back and like heal the the coyote eating my dog when I was a little kid. Um, I needed to look at, okay, there's something in me that is hesitant to loving a super gentle, beautiful creature. Um, What if I just chose to love them? What if I just chose to love dogs? What if I just chose to be someone who had a dog? And guess what? Here I am with a dog. And here I am with a husband. I used to tell the story for years that I would be the rich aunt who traveled all over the world and was never married. And for a while, that actually, that was never true. <laughs> I'd never made money until I got married. So like, there's so much that we believe that because we believe it, it is the reality. And once you decide to believe something else, if you can start telling the story that you are successful at everything you do, whether it's something that you like or dislike, and especially the things that you dislike about your life if you can look at those things if you can look at your finances if you can look at your career if you can look at your relationship status and say you know i am really successful at being poor i am i am the most successful at telling the story of being broke i'm so successful i have negative dollars like look how freaking successful i am then That shows you the story that you're telling. That shows you the pattern that you're in. And once you see the pattern, you have clarity around the pattern. Now you can say, why don't I be successful at being poor anymore? You know, that I'm not into that. So what if I started being successful at telling the story of getting raises? What if I started being really successful at telling the story of Getting unexpected bonuses or starting my own business and doing super well at it, right? Once you can see your role in the story, once you can see your power in the stories that you tell, you can change the story. Once you change the story, you will change the outcome, okay? I'm going to leave it there. This was kind of a rambling podcast, but I loved it. I love sharing all of this with you. I hope that you loved it too. And um, if you need help or support with identifying your stories and moving into new ones, like I'm saying this and I'm being a little bit blase about it because it's so simple. Um, Because it is so simple, that does not mean that it is easy. Okay. Changing your story is one of the hardest things that you will ever do because you identify in the other story you identify as a single you identify as someone who's broke you identify as someone that never gets a second date like you have built an identity in your stories and so changing the story is so hard because you have to unlearn and I'm really really good at unlearning and I'm really really good at helping you unlearn so if you want help if you want support I do have a couple of two-on-one coaching spots. Um, What's different about this versus my one-on-one is that you will actually split your time in coaching um, between me and my assistant coach. Um, And so you actually get double the support and it's a lower investment than working just with me one-on-one. But it is... A new structure that I integrated into my business because time and again I am asking you guys, what do you need? What how can I support you? What else can I build for you? And it always, always, always comes back to more one-on-one. Um, and the demand for one-on-one is crazy. So I've trained someone else as a dating coach to help. Um, and I will be integrating her as a coach that you can work with one on one and learn all of this same stuff that I am teaching you. Um she's got a different perspective. That's great. She's amazing. I have trained her myself. She has made sensational shifts. Um and it will also be a really really cool experience to be able to learn both from me and from her because as you know everything I teach is what I have learned. Um, and I have taught it to her. I know she's teaching it too, and so it is this really, really incredible opportunity to get both of us supporting you, Um, and I'm doing these spots for three months at a time, and I would love to share it with you, okay? The spots are limited. There's only three of them, but If you have been sitting there in my audience watching these videos or listening to the podcast or hanging out on Instagram, whatever it is, if you were like, yes, like I want to change my story. I am ready to change my story. Please, please. Can I just change my story already and have the support that I need to, to hold the vision of my new story until I believe it, until it is validated, then you need to grab one of these spots. Okay. You can... Send me an email. Um, I am at LivTally, no, LivTally at the or you can reach out to me on Instagram at LivTally underscore coach. Um, I will drop those in the show notes so that you can see it and develop correctly. Um, but I know that this works because I've been doing it myself, because I am doing it so effectively, I'm seeing it in my clients. I am seeing bigger transformations in my clients in shorter periods of time. Like I am seeing clients do complete, like 360s in three months of coaching that it used to take me much longer because I would go through, okay, what's in the past that we need to be aware of and like blah, blah, all that stuff. I'm cutting that out because I don't think it's necessary. I think that you can get much, better more supportive more long-lasting results through not going back through everything through gaining awareness telling a new story and then having the support to believe the new story until it is validated in your reality okay that's what i specialize in that is what i do um i i have a client who's about to get engaged I have a client who has been divorced twice that is now in a healthy relationship which she has never been in um I have seen so many miracles for myself for my clients for the people that I love and that I am so blessed to help and it is through changing the story okay so tell yourself I am massively successful at everything I'm doing I am massively massively successful at being single. I am massively successful at not being in relationships and write down the new story that you want to replace that with. Write down what you want to be true instead, send it to me and I will help you make it a reality. Okay. I love you. Thank you for being here. And I will talk to you soon.